0: Uh, question and answers and he was talking about the rainbow and somebody asked, it's like 1984 somebody's asking him about the rainbow and unicorns and, and all that other stuff and uh, the devil's just stole everything. You know, it's, uh, They stole as much as they can steal. He steals everything and tries to make it sound like see all this rainbow stuff all over the place and it's all the homosexuality stuff going on and uh, all they're doing is they're just trying to destroy what the Lord has. You can't let him do that in your life. By the way, you cannot let him have it. It is yours. Uh, that rainbow was his, and, and just because the world steals it, who cares what they do? Uh, we let this world sometimes irritate us. I mean, if you watch any part of the news at all, ever, uh, you just listen to it for about five minutes, that's all you need to know there. After Trump, uh, Biden is crazy, uh, Biden is this, Biden is that, his approval rating. Uh, well, I, I read an article somewhere, I, I was going into my email, and the way they worded it, Uh, it was his new, Biden's new uh, high record. I'm like, it's really a high-low record, but they worded it in such a way where it made it sound like good. Genesis chapter 25. Crazy, man. The world's crazy. You can't even let it bother you. Just let it go uh, like water on a duck's back. Just let it roll off. Uh, Gas is high. Got it. Well, everything that you're going to get is high. It's going to be high. It's it's just going to get crazier. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, I mean, you can get mad, get upset, or you just say, "Okay, hey, uh, thank God that we had cheap gas for as long as we had it." I mean, that's all I can—that's th- all I can say. Uh, you got to still do. Well, the air conditioner went bad in the back back there. I Had to replace it. Uh, it, it did cost us seven hundred sixty bucks, which is cheap. I thought it was cheap, but the replacement condenser that I needed was in Columbus. Well, at five six bucks a gallon, or it was like five something a gallon. You got to drive over and get it. Sorry, can't help you. Or you, or you burn up. In the, so I had more people complain because it was hotter in the fellow, It was easier to go get the condenser, put it in. It's eight o'clock, seven o'clock this morning, the two technicians pull up. They, I, I had to meet them over here. They hooked the condenser up, charged it, and run it. Now we got AC back there. Uh, you got two options you let it get hotter, you, get, you put an AC condenser in. You pay for the gas, you do this, you do this. Everything costs, man. It just costs, it's part of life. And I'm like, okay, Lord, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I don't really care. Uh, I've had people say, how come you don't look like you're getting older? I just refuse to do it. Uh, why worry about it? There's nothing I can do about it. I don't refine gasoline. I know how gasoline's refined from crude oil. I could tell you how a refinery works. I don't own a refinery. Now, I drive a car. I'm not going to drive an electric car. Electric car is going to break down. That's Esther, man. I, I, man, that was, a, that was a job in itself. They're going to get you no matter what. You, you need to understand they're out to get you. Somebody's out to get you. Uh, and what you do is you just smile and wave and just go through the whole thing. That's what I like. I like, I like it, man. I think it's all cool. I, I think the whole thing is cool. Uh, they, can't, they can't stop you they, if they want to stop you. Uh, the only way they could is you let them. 18, verse 18, 25, 18. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Lord, thank you for a church to come to. Lord, just thank you for an air conditioner that had to be replaced. Uh, Lord, thank you for all you've done. Uh, Lord, there's just no possible way in a million trillion years we could ever sit down uh, like you said over in John, if all the books were written, which could be written, Lord, the world itself couldn't even contain the books. Uh, Lord, and that's just of what, you, what you've done that, uh, in this universe. Uh, Lord, the stars that are out there, the galaxies, Lord, the universe. this universe is full of, of your glory and the things you've done. And Lord, uh, that's where we should be glorying in what you've done. And one of these days, Lord, you're going to take us out of here, and, and Lord, we're going to have part of that too, and you're going to straighten everything up. And when you do, Lord, uh, that, that will be glory. Uh, Lord, the day we get to be with you. Lord, I pray now that uh, you'd bless us, watch over us, give us uh, something out of your precious word, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Uh, I'm not really into holidays too much. I hate them all, man. I hate everything. Uh, But I do like, I like, people say, what about Easter? I like jelly beans, man. I really do. Uh, I like, I like, I like chocolate. I can't have none of that stuff. Uh, I went into Brother Cliff Taylor's. He he had his trailer out here. Yes, I had to go over and talk to him for a minute. And I walked in, and he's got all this stuff. You know, he's got his old family, Sarah's over there, and his wife and grandkids and all this other stuff. And they got food all over the place. And and they got hamburgers and watermelon and this and that and the other. And uh, he said, you want something? I said, look, the only thing I can have is that burger, man. I mean, (laughs) out of everything you got here, the only thing I can eat right now is that burger. But in six weeks, six weeks, this thing is over, man. And I'm going to watch it after six weeks, but it's still, it's going to be over. Uh, verse 19. This is a great passage. Isaac, Isaac uh, actually, we'll go back to 18. Maybe we ought to go back to, we'll go to 18, 25, 18. Y'all pray we got some people out today. They're run, running to and fro all over the place. And they dwelt from Havilah. Now, it's talking about uh, Isaac, and it's talking about Esau, the end of his uh, uh, lineage of him. It says, and they dwelt from Havilah unto Sir... Uh, that is before Egypt, as thou goest toward Assyria. And he died in the presence of his, all of his brethren. Esau uh, died at 137 years old, and, and uh, Isaac keeps on going past him. And it says, verse 19, and these are the generations of Isaac. Abraham's, uh, Abraham's son, Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac was 40, uh, 40 years old when he took Rebekah. Now, that's an interesting thing here is Isaac, Isaac has two kids, Esau and Jacob. And uh, you look at uh, es- our, our, uh, Esau, his brother, man, he's a whole lineage full of kids, and it goes on and on and on. Uh, the Lord really only cares about a couple things every now and then, and you've got to watch that thing. Sometimes we think, well, we don't have big stuff and lots of stuff. Well, Isaac was really the only thing the Lord cared about, and you're going to watch this right now. As it goes down, it's, he's starting to pare that thing down, and his plan's coming in. So it starts with Adam out there. It goes for 1,500, 1,600 years, and Noah pops up. Noah builds an ark, and then it, it focuses down on Noah, his wife, and three kids, really on Noah. And then it comes down to Shem out of that group. And now you're down to Abraham. And Abraham passes away, and the, the baton is handed over to Isaac. And the moment that baton's handed to Isaac, it's like in a race. Uh, uh, John the Baptist loved it, man. He said, I must decrease, and he must increase. You know what our problem is a lot of times is we want to increase. We want to increase, 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 and it's all about me. (laughs) Me, 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 me. It's really not about you. It never was about me. It never will be about us. It's about him. It's always been about him. Uh, I get tired of this world sometimes. I get tired of the troubles. Uh, I'm going through some stuff now with my mom and my brothers and my mom is up 90 years old and, and I don't have a clue what's going to happen to her. She may never make it out of the hospital. I'm not sure. Uh, you try to do everything you can to help them at the very end of their lives, but then you stop and look what you do. Young people, if you're in here, young ones, you guys, the decisions you make now will affect you 30, 40 years from now. Now, the problem with us is we can't handle waiting 30, 40 years because we don't know. It's not for you to figure out what 30, 40 years are. As a matter of fact, I'm 65. It's really not up to me to figure out what the Lord could. I mean, David was a friend of God, and he was gone at 70. I'm like, 70, man, that's five more years. That's a long time for me. Uh, I'd rather go like 65. I ain't 65 yet. I'll be 65 in November. But that's not up for me to decide. That's for the Lord to decide. But to decide what I'm going to do in the next five years, I'm not going to do it, man. I'm not going to waste my time. Uh, every day, you know what we need? We need an air conditioner back in the fellowship. That's what you do. You, what's in front of you right now for the Lord, that's what you do right now. Uh, you got a wife and kid. take care of your wife, man. Take care of your kids. Take care of your home. You got a broken-winded house, fix your window, man. You say, what is it? That's what's in front of you right now. God is not going to do one thing with any one of us. And if if you won't do with what's in front of you right now, how is he going to do anything with you? Everybody, you know what our problem is? My brother told me this. He goes, he goes, your problem, Mike. He called me Teflon Mike. He was calling me every name he could possibly think of. And he's a dumb hillbilly. And he's really a dumb moron. That's my brother. I love him, but that's what he is. Uh, and, And he just tried to make, he was trying to make me mad. And I wouldn't, so he called me Teflon Mike, because you let everything slide right off you. I said, yeah, man. I said, Why? Well, he goes, you know what your problem is? You think too much. <laughs> no, I don't think too much. I just read too much. I read a book, and in the book I just read, and I just, and really what I've done is thrown all the thinking out, and I just let him do the thinking. Uh, I, like, I like that, man. Just, he, he's done told me everything. I don't really have to make anything up. It's right here. Uh, just do what he says do. That's all you got to do. It's just really, it's not that complicated, Uh, Isaac, that's all Isaac did. He woke up in the morning and took care of some sheep. Uh, People say, what was that? Well, he had two sons, and he raised two sons, and one of them turned out bad, and the other turned out bad. (laughs) Isaac and Jacob, man, when you start doing your studies about Isaac and Jacob, Jacob has some issues, but the Lord still loved him. Uh, Esau has some issues, and and Esau's issue. Esau is a worldly man, and you're getting two pictures. You want the old man the new man, you got it in Esau and Jacob. Esau is a man of the field. Esau is a guy who goes out there and does all the hunting. Uh, I don't hunt. I got all the guns. I got the bows. I got deer in my backyard. Uh, I mean, I've had, uh, the other day, Beth goes, look, oh, there's a little Bambi out there. I could have shot a little Bambi. It didn't have the white spots no more. But I heard that uh, young, young deer tastes better than older deer anyway, so that'd probably been a good meal. I don't even go do it. You know what's funny? The neighbor down the road, he's got all the, the cameras and everything, two doors down from me. He's got all the cameras and everything in his backyard to find the deer, and they never go over there. They come to my yard because nobody bothers them. Uh, <laughs> she'll, we'll look out there before five in the backyard at a time. You know, Esau would have done one out there and shot him. That's, that's the guy down the street. Me and Beth sit there and look at him. I mean, look at that man. It's cool. Oh, they're running all over the yard and they're jumping up and and it's just like one of those things. You say, what is that? It is. It is a old man versus the new man. That, now, there's nothing wrong with hunting. If you like to hunt, hunt. I'll take some uh, deer jerky anytime you have it, and I'll eat it. Uh, I go and get, uh, I haven't for a long time, but I'll, I used to go and get bags of beef jerky, man, just chow down on that stuff as I'm driving down the road. I don't have a problem with ham. I like ham and bacon. I'm sorry, for, I feel sorry for the Jews because they didn't eat the bacon. But I'll eat everything they don't want, man. I'm, I'm fine with eating that stuff. Uh, but Esau and Jacob are two totally different characters. Uh, Jacob, Jacob is, a, is a cook. He's making lentils. By the time he gets old, he makes, he makes beans. There's nothing wrong with beans. I like beans. Beans were the downfall of Esau, though. Uh, Esau come at me, I'm done, I'm done. Oh, come on, man, shut up. You're out in the field all day long. What do you mean you're dying? Uh, he took what God gave him and basically scoffed at it. The birthright that God gave, he thought, was a joke. And the, the, the lineage he had, the blessing, he lost everything. And we're going to get into that as we go down through there. But, uh, but it, it, when, as he's sitting here talking, he goes, uh, and, and these are the generations of Isaac. Gets into Isaac, Abraham's son. And Abraham begat Isaac. And now Isaac, Abraham goes off the wayside. And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian, the, of Pada and Aram, uh, the sister of Laban, the Syrian. He takes her and he has her. She, uh, he, he's married three years after his wife is uh, gone, or his mother is gone. He, he marries uh, Rebecca, and Rebecca then becomes the the patriarch or the the the, the head lady lady in the in the group there. Uh, Sarah's gone. Uh, Abraham is is still. He's an old man now, but he's off the scene, and and the Lord is is life is winding uh, his life is winding down a little bit there. Uh, The plan that the Lord has is going to be carried out whether you become or I become part of that plan or not. It doesn't matter. Uh, Most of the time what we do, and I think about 90% of our churches in America today are doing it, they they got their own plan, they got their programs, they're doing whatever they want to do. And then you look at the fruit, by their fruit you shall know them. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, if fruit doesn't appear on a tree, there's something wrong with that tree. And you can't tell me just because you got 60 70 80 I don't care if you got 10,000 people in your church. You want to look at the quality not quantity. And if they aren't pillars at the end of, of a person's life, if you're not a pillar, if I'm not a pillar by the time I get to 65 70 years old, there's something wrong in my life. There should be something about me people are looking at and young people going to look at it and say, "I need to be like that." Or I'm telling you what, hide, you ought to hide your sin as best you can. I, I'm probably not very good at it, but uh, I, I like being in the closet. They said <laughs> come out of the closet. I think most of us need to go back in the closet. Uh, you, you need to, we have been in a society where we have been so free to do what we want to do that we can do whatever we want to do. And that's okay. No, it's not. Uh, because what we do, what I do affects somebody else. Now, I can do anything. I know, man, I, t- I tell people that all the time. I can do anything I want to do, and nobody can stop me. I didn't mean to offend you, man. <laughs> I'm joking. But uh, I can do anything I want to do. Anybody can do anything you want. I, tell, I, I sit on the side of the road street preaching with a faggot right next to me. Oh, homosexual, excuse me. Uh, right next to me, uh, actually, there was on this side over here, and, and the girls were on one side of the corner, and, and I was over on the other, and I see this guy come up and had his little gay sign. And I said, well, I don't want the girls to be all over by themselves. And so I just went over there and got between the girls and the guy. And I let him stay to preach all he wants, man. He has a little sign beep if you like queer man. I think he was more like gay people or whatever. But uh, but he was a homo and I said, Hey guy, you know you're gonna to go to hell. And I said, But you can say here all you want. And He didn't last very long. He, he was there probably five minutes and he left. Uh, he could not endure it anymore. He could tell me, uh, oh, why don't you become gay? You might like it. No, I can sit there and talk to him all day long that you're, you're still going to go to hell and burn. Uh, you're going to go down there. You're going to fry. You're going to be there for all eternity. Uh, what he says has no bearing on me. You know, it's a lot of us, we get offended, man. Then all of a sudden we get mad. We don't do what we're supposed to do because uh, we worry about way, way too much stuff out there in this world. You can't control any of that. God's got a plan. You know he's got a plan. His plan is his plan. It is not. You know what I hate more than anything else is to have a plan and somebody comes in and wants me to change my plan and do it their way. Go do it your way, man. I had a guy in here one time and and he never wanted to take charge. I offered him, I said, hey, you want to be pastor? I'll let you be pastor. Oh, no, no, I don't want to be pastor. But he wanted everything his way to the point he'd argue and fight with you to get it his way. But he didn't want responsibility on anything. Nobody wants to take it. You know what you ought to do? Get out. of. If you are not in, in the plan of, if you can't help somebody uh, further their plan, go start your own somewhere. Yeah. I don't care what it is, man. Uh, I hate somebody, you, you're working on something and they come out, oh, if, if you did it this way, it's better to do it this way than that way. <laughs> no, it's not. It would be better if you go fix something else yourself. Uh, I had a friend called Doug Waymar. Doug Waymar is a cool guy. Doug and me at the satellite station in Norfolk, Virginia, NAVSAC Compact, Northwest Virginia. You know you're sick when you can actually remember the names of the places just like that. But Doug and me were 180 degrees out when it came to troubleshooting. I could not understand a thing Doug said in his thought process when he was troubleshooting. However, that guy was sharp as a tack, man. And me and him would go ahead, we'd find a problem, and I wouldn't tell him nothing. Well, he wouldn't understand what I was saying anyways. And he wouldn't tell me nothing. But the reason was, is he, he didn't want me to get one leg up on him, and he didn't want to get one leg, I didn't want him to get one leg up on me. And we had raced, so he'd have four days on, I had four days on, and, and during the four days on, he's usually like two days ahead of me, or it was the other way around, it didn't really matter, but we had raced to find that problem. And, and we wouldn't tell nobody else anyways. It was just like a challenge, man, me and him. The problem was so far beyond anybody else, they couldn't figure it out anyways. But Doug, I'm telling you what, I couldn't understand. Then in comes Paula Moore, a female ET, and me and her thought just alike. you told me a sick thing, man. I'm like, me and a lady, man? I mean, she, I could tell Paula. I said, Paula, I'm leaving. My four days is over. You're taking over. This is what I did. And, I, blah. and she understood everything I said. And she would start right there and go on through. And if, and if she didn't find the problem by the time I got back, I'd start all over again. But you know what? Sometimes people are different. And just because you do it one way doesn't mean everybody has to do it that way. If the Lord has showed you something and you do something and you got a way to do what the Lord showed you to do, then do it. Don't always try to make everybody your way. You know, I, like, I was going through Romans the other night. Man, this is a crazy book. This is just crazy. I like it. Romans, we were in there. The law was a schoolmaster to bring me to Christ. The law never was for me to put it on you. It is none of my concern. It is none of my responsibility to drop the law on you. Now, I'm going to tell you what the law is. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not. I think that all applies. I think every bit of it. I I don't have a single problem with any of that stuff. I shouldn't steal. Stealing's not good. I shouldn't uh, covet. I, I have tried my best not to actually want anything anybody else has. They have nothing I want. I've got it all, anyways. It's mine. If, if the book is actually right, everything I have is mine. That's where Isaac is at. Isaac doesn't need anything on this planet. What more could you possibly need if you got, if you got Isaac's God? You know what the, i tell you what, man. You know what I learned in Bible school three years? You say probably not a whole lot. Relationship. I watched an old man teach the Bible like you wouldn't believe. It. I listened to him this morning and he talked about unicorns. He said it could be a rhinoceros. Or a he-goat. Or a horse with a horn. <laughs> he goes, you don't know what he knows. <laughs> they don't know what it is. It's a unicorn. One horn. Unicorn. Uh, just one. And he goes, uh, it could be what you're going to ride back on. And that's what I think it is. When we come back in the, in the tribulation on the horses in heaven, they all going to have horns. Just don't get close to the guy in front of you. You'll be all right, little lady. But, but when you sit there and look at it, uh, he goes into all this stuff. And when it, all that stuff that he was talking about, all of it. When it gets really right down to it, it's relationship. How is your relationship with Jesus Christ? Amen. You know what Isaac, you know what Abraham had? He was a friend of God. Why? Because he had a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know what Job had? A relationship with Jesus Christ. You know what Daniel had? A relationship with Jesus Christ. You know what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had? They had a really good relationship with Jesus Christ to the point when they got thrown in the fire, guess who got them out? Actually, he didn't even get them out. He just went in it with him. You know what? Most of the time I'm going to tell you that you're never going to get out of your tribulation. There's a purpose for that in your life. It's there for a reason. Uh, your family members that go astray or give you headaches and pains in the neck and all, there's reasons for all that. Uh, most of them are mine. I always a long time ago realized I'm the fault. I'm the, I'm the problem. I'm the issue. If, if they could just do away with me, they'd be better off. Uh, but but the Lord says, so now, Lord, how do I straighten this out? And what he'll do is show And sometimes he doesn't even show you how to straighten it out. You just have to deal with it. And you live through it, and it hurts, and you hurt. And you hurt, and you hurt, and guess who goes with it? It's like the Lord with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. He's in there with you. And the comfort comes from him, and he gets you through. That's what Isaac learned here. Isaac learns that I have to get in, and that's what Abraham taught his son, how to get into God's plan. I am tired of people. You know what? I've watched people who do, 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 they, they end up going away, and you never see them again. It wears them out. Because they don't know, if you know him, I don't do what I do because... Because somebody says I can't, I don't. Because I don't want to hurt him. Done, done it enough. I'm tired of me doing it. Now I don't know about you, but I'm tired of me doing it. He's done, done enough for me. When am I going to do the right thing? I mean, it's it's not that complicated. I want to be like guys. I don't know about you, but I want to be like Abraham. I want to be like Isaac. I'm more like Jacob. <laughs> I'm more like that, but I want to be like my dad. I really do want to be like him. I, already, I know what I want. I, it's right here in the pages. I can't, people say, when are you going to get down with Genesis? Well, probably when I get to heaven. I'll get the real download fast, and you all get it too, so then we can be finished with Genesis. I don't, I felt pretty good. Uh, brother Cliff told me that his pastor, I think his brother, reinhardt is that who it is down? Yeah, he said he's in Job chapter 5, and he's been there for like five, six years and i'm like that's good man i'm in chapter 25 and i've only been here for three years in genesis maybe i should slow down maybe i'm going too fast i don't know uh isaac was 40 years old when he took rebecca to his wife uh, you're not you don't have to be in a hurry to get married guys Brother, don't hurry. find the right one yeah. Amen. if you find the right one the next 10 or 15 20 years are going to fly by like that if you find the wrong one, you ever read Proverbs about a, a, a woman in a broad house? <laughs> uh, I don't know why they always pick on ladies, but guys are just a bad. I mean, uh, uh, David met Abigail, and Abigail's husband was a churlish man. I mean, there's guys out there just as bad as ladies. But if you find the wrong person that you're supposed to be, but here you go. You know what you do? You wait on the Lord. The Lord can do everything you want if you just wait on him. The hard part is we're just an impatient people. Uh, We want everything now and we can't wait to get it. And when we get it sometimes, scares me to death. When he he gave me that verse, before I met Beth, he gave me that verse, I'm going to give you the desires of your heart. That verse, I was praying. I could take you to the rack on the ship I was praying on when I was praying. And I turned it over to God and said, I'm done. I'll be single for the rest. I'll be eunuch for Jesus. That's what I'll be. I said, You ain't going to give me a wife. Nobody will ever want me. I'm done. I'm done. 1987. I said, I'm done. I'm done trying to look for a wife. I'm done. I'm done. I said, I'll quit. I'm quitting right now, God. I'm giving it to you, Lord. I'm just going to serve you. I'll go out and win souls for Christ. And that's what I'll do. I'll just do that the rest of my life. And I don't deserve a wife, anyways, because I'm messed up. And I said, I'll just trust you. And then he goes, I'm going to give you desires of your heart. That scared me. Now, it may not scare you, but that scared me to death because I know the heart is deceitful and wicked. Because if you read your Bible, that's what Jeremiah says. And if I got a deceitful, wicked heart and it he gives me what I want, I know about them quails over there that are coming out their nose, man, as they're eating them. I don't want that. I said, Lord, those people lusted after something that they couldn't have, and you gave it to them. You better watch, you better be careful about what you're looking for, man. I'm telling you what, it's gonna that thing can bite you, it scares, it scares me. That's relationship, by the way. He says, Hey Mike, I'm gonna give you the desires of your heart. What are you gonna do with that? I'm going to rephrase this thing back to you. (laughs) I said, this is the deal here, okay? I'm going to make a deal. You like deals, I like deals too. You're going to give me desires in my heart. I don't want it unless you want me to have it. Just because I want something doesn't mean I need it. What I want is what you want. And if what you want is going to hurt me, Fine. I'll take what you, because anything you give is better than what this world ever gave anyways. And if I need that right there to hurt me and crush me and push me down and get me closer to you, then that's what I need. He gave me Beth. (laughs) (laughs) I got to think about that one for a while. (laughs) But I'm telling you, man, two years later, I meet her and I got five kids out of it and four grandkids and probably some others here eventually. And and, grand, and and daughter-in-laws, there's, there's 10 of them now, counting all the kids, and their kids is 14. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, I remember when there was never anything, zero. And I didn't think there was a possibility of anything, zero. And now there's 14 of them, and best 15. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, I, I said, all I did was he said, yeah, you need to give it to me. I, I know exactly what you need. I know how you think, how you act. I wouldn't know how to, I, I told Beth, I wouldn't even know how to act with another woman. Because she doesn't think like me. And I don't think like her. You know what Beth does? She thinks like me. I don't know, but that's sad. That's crazy, man. Actually, it's worse. It's terrible. Because it, it, it's almost like, I've heard people say, you say a sentence and the other person finishes it. And that's exactly what happens with us. That's where Isaac was. Isaac, it's a relationship, brother. You can't. Dr. Roman, if I got one thing from him, it was you need a relationship with Jesus Christ. You need a relationship. You need a relationship. You need a relationship. That relationship, don't, not with him. He did not want you following him around like a groupies and, oh, it's Dr. Roman, Dr. Roman, Dr. Roman. Oh, Dr. Roman. The man was a genius. Yeah. I still don't, I think he was the greatest Bible teacher that ever walked this planet in the last 100 years. People yeah. say, oh, well, he was married. Yeah, he was. Have you ever messed up? <laughs> I remember sitting in class. I sit right down the front row. I didn't sit in the no back row. I sit right down the front row. He's over here spitting popcorn out at us all the time. And uh, he stopped and told us a story one time. He goes, don't do what I did. I messed up. Just because he messes up don't mean he can't teach the Bible. And he'll tell you that. He, he said he should. He tried to get out of the ministry. God wouldn't let him out of it. Thank God, man. I'm glad. Isaac. Isaac marries Rebecca three years after the death of his mother. And the marriage takes place around 1856 B.C. That's a long time ago. Isaac's been gone for a long, long, long time. You know, we're we're kind of in this thing now. We're still here. And and we can't see the end. Isaac's seen that thing gone a long, long, long time ago. 2,000 years past Christ, 1856. You're talking 3,800 years ago. You're reading a story about a man 3,800 years ago. And it's telling you about his life. And his life is gone. You know what he said today with the Lord? You know what you got to realize is every moment you spend down here is a moment you can spend with Jesus Christ right now. And if you waste that, you're wasting. I didn't mind coming over 7 o'clock in the morning and get the air conditioner up. Why? Because it's part of, the, it's part of what he gave me to do. And it's part of this thing. To me, I think everything should go into it. All of it. Everything. There's nothing. There's, you know what he gave me as a wife that puts everything into it too? She puts more than I do. Uh, I'm telling you, what. Well, if y'all ever fire me, you better hire her. Because I'm telling you, man, she, well, Jerry Dunn does it. When, when the check comes, it goes to her. I just gave him a receipt for that thing. I bet you he'll give her the check. I don't get nothing. You know what I get? She says, well, I pay your bills. I make you dinner. I do your clothes. I do this, 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 this. <laughs> I need another job so I can have some money. I, every now and then, though, I, I get cash. I don't tell her I got cash. It goes in my wallet and it stays there <laughs> until I get a conviction. Then I give it to her. <laughs> and Isaac was forty. Isaac marries Rebecca, like I said, three years, and, and uh, with the marriage taking place around eighteen. Verse twenty-one, and Isaac entreats the Lord. Rebecca can't have a child. Uh, the Lord shut her womb. There's reasons for that. There's just reasons, and the Lord does what He wants to do. And you, if the Lord wants to, He could straighten your life out in a heartbeat. If the Lord wants to, he could do whatever he wanted in your life. Sometimes he holds stuff back out of your life to where you can get to where you need to be before he puts that stuff in and allows it to come in. It's not always no. Sometimes it's not right now. Yeah, that's right. And we sit there and say, well, I want. God, take your Bibles, go to uh, Genesis 30. Man, I'll tell you what. Jacob, Jacob... <laughs> Jacob, Jacob wants a wife, and he has in his mind what he wants. And the Lord says, okay. The Lord tries a couple times to work with him, but he doesn't want to listen, so the Lord just lets him go, man. Uh, have you ever, has the Lord ever just let you go and let you sm- smack yourself a couple times? And then I'm telling you what, brother, if, if God ever takes his hand off my wife, I'm going to be in trouble. I do not want him to take my hand. his hand. Verse, verse uh, 1, he marries a lady named Rachel. He gets Leah. Then he has, well, first, before he gets Rachel, he gets Leah. Uh, He should have just stuck with Leah and been happy. Uh, Then then he gets Rachel, and Rachel can't have kids, but Leah's popping them out left and right. Uh, Verse 30 says, And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister. She's coveting. Uh, When you get to stuff, there's sometimes you just have no control. I like, uh, Jacob's got the right answer here. And said unto Jacob, Give me children or else I die. Like Jacob has the ability to change whatever God did. You ain't got that ability. Jacob answered uh, Jacob's uh, and Jacob Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel. That's good, man. It's about time you stood up to her. And he said, "Am I in God's stead who hath withheld from thee the fruit of the womb?" Sometimes God does what he does for a reason. And you don't know take it over to 1st uh, Samuel. Hannah's a real good one. I like Hannah. Hannah's a sweet girl, man. You can tell just by the way she put up. Well, she had to put up with a lot of stuff from her sister. Or another, I'm telling you, that having more than one wife is is too much. I don't I don't know how in the world anybody can put that on a woman. I don't know how they did it back there. I mean, maybe if I in the day back there it'd been worth. I could have understood some things. I I just can't understand it because they're always gonna be mad at you. There's no way you could. Uh, at least I, that's what I'm thinking. My thinking aren't isn't always the right thinking, so I'll be okay with with uh, I'll just wait till I get to heaven and ask the Lord say thank you, man. <laughs> uh, verse two, chapter one, verse two, and he had two wives. The name of the one was Han, uh the name of one was Hannah, the name of the other was Peniah. and Peniah had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went out up uh out to of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord. Uh, of hosts in Shiloh. And it, the story goes on and Eli's there. And Eli isn't the greatest uh, man of God in the world. He's allowing things to go on. Uh, I'm, man, this is a whole other story. I, I'd have to start teaching that. Uh, verse six, it says, And her adversary, uh, Paniah, uh also provoked her sword to make her fret because the Lord shut up her womb. And what the story goes here, what Hannah does is she goes, uh, and she's at the altar talking to the Lord and her lips are moving. And she's just sitting there praying. And Eli marks her and sees her and thinks that she's drinking and drunk and says some things to her. And she goes, no, no, not so, Lord, my Lord. And and she's respectful uh, to him and everything and tells her side. And he goes, the Lord's going to give you what you wanted." Sometimes when you entreat God, you got to get serious about it. The Lord's got to see if you're serious. I think Hannah was serious. Uh, I think right here Isaac is serious. It says, and Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. It says, and the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. You got to get to life where you believe that God is. I like Hebrew. Go to Hebrews, man. (laughs) The great. This is freebie here. This don't even cost you anything. Chapter eleven. Paul says something from time. I believe Paul wrote this book. I don't have a problem with it. I, other people say, that, oh, I don't think, well, that's fine. You think whatever you want. Verse 6, but without faith, without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Well, there's a, there's a lot of things in that passage. If you diligently seek him, you better realize that he's watching what you're doing. He knows you. And if he is real, which I know he is, if he's real and and you're diligently seeking him and you get an audience there and it starts working, uh, then that means you got to clean some things up in this thing called life. Now, I don't have to tell you, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. That's the Holy Spirit's job. He will tell you, believe me, if he's not a respecter of any, that's the craziest book in the world, man. God is not a respecter of any person. You do know that, right? So he's going to treat me and you the same exact same way. There's people, he probably treated, I'll use Dr. Rubin, oh, Brother Donovan, he'll treat them differently because they're on a different level than where I'm at maybe uh, as far as learning and understanding. But when it comes right down to it, it's a one-on-one relationship, and he's going to tell me what to get out. I tell that story all the time about that, that catamaran. I was telling somebody this the other day about the catamaran and my dune buggy. Doug Waymore gave me that. Doug's a good guy. man. I like him. But he gave me, when he left and went back to California, he gave me a dune a buggy and a catamaran, and I said, oh, Doug, I'll sell it. And I'll, I'll send you the money. Doug said, No, keep it, man. It's yours. You can have it. I said, No, no, I'll sell it. He said, No, no, keep it. And he leaves. So I sell it. And I spend the money. <laughs> and I'm praying one day on my knees. I could take you to well, I can't take you to bed because the, the house is gone. But uh, I was sitting there praying, and the Lord says, You said you was gonna give Doug that money. I mean, of all the things you could talk to me about, that's what you care about. <laughs> Doug, Doug is lost. I said, and y'all, you care about is that money? out, hundred—it's only three hundred bucks. It, it, it wasn't really back in the '80s. A dune buggy and a catamaran wasn't worth a whole lot. <laughs> and the shape of these in—they probably weren't a whole lot either. And I didn't really care too much anyway, so I just got three hundred bucks and I spent it. And I thought, well, Lord, you know, I'll never—I'll never find his phone number, man. I, I don't know how even to begin to get a hold of Doug. And I go over my desk and open the door to do something, and boom! Right on top of everything is his phone number. So I shuffled it back up under the paperwork. So <laughs> so I can forget all about it. And I did it, man. I shuffled it. It was gone. I shuffled it for about three months. And I should have just burned it. Then I would have been okay, but I didn't. Yeah. And uh, I was back on my knees one day, and the Lord, it was right back to that. And I'm like, Lord, I don't even know where it open it up, and there it was again. I said, okay, I'll call him, but he ain't going to answer the phone. I mean, this has been years, a couple years, and Doug ain't. He's probably done moved all over the place. And I said, he's probably, I'll try it, though. Ring, ring, ring. Hello? Doug? Yeah. Hey, Doug, this is Mike. How you doing? You remember that catamaran? Yep. Remember that Buduma? Yep. I sold them. Okay. Hey, I got 300 bucks. I'm going to send it to you. Oh, that's fine. Okay, thank you, man. Click. I said, rats, man. So I got 300 bucks together. Now, back in the 80s, 300 bucks is a lot of money. Uh, a carton of cigarettes was three bucks in the 80s. That's what I paid when I smoked. So 300 bucks, man, is, is 10 times three is 30 That's uh, 30 to 100 times 10. That's 100 cartons of cigarettes. 300 bucks, man. That's a lot of money. I sent him 300 bucks, and I said, he's going to get a fellowship track in there with it. I said, Lord, you better save his hide, man. This cost me 300 bucks. I was a baby Christian. You know what the Lord cared about? You said something, that's what you need to do. Of all the other things he threw out, when my dad, I started dealing with my dad, he dealt with me on two verses. Children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. Honor your mother. First, he got me over in the Ten Commandments. Honor your mother and father. I'm like, that's Old Testament. That's law. Fine, you want that? Let's go over to Ephesians. Paul wrote that. Children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. Honor your mother and father With the first commandment. Promise that you may live long and prosper. I'm like, rats. For the next year, you could have thrown everything in that Bible away. You know what he dealt with me? Those two verses, nothing more. Why? Because he knew that those two verses were key in my life of getting a lot of things right. If I can't learn to love my dad as a human, how am I going to love a sinner out on the streets? There's some wicked people in this world. There's probably some wicked people in this room. <laughs> no, I'm probably one of them. But if you can't love how, like Jesus loved, how are you going to learn to do that? without? The, you know what that is? That's Relationship. How much is that relationship worth to you and me, really, honestly, when it gets right down to it? How much is it worth to you? It's worth everything to me. It's it's everything I got. Ain't got nothing else. That's it. And if I had to give what I got to keep that, then it's gone, I'm telling you it's gone. I'm telling my kids, my wife, my dog, me, it's gone. I don't have a dog anymore so I don't have to worry about that one. But I'm telling you it's gone. I don't want anything to get in the place of that right there that's going to hurt that. Because that's what's got me through for 43 years. And that's what's going to get me through to the end. And nothing else is going to do it. You know what? Every story you read in this Bible, you know what you're reading about is a relationship. Some had it and some didn't. And the ones that didn't, it didn't work out too good for them. And the ones that it did, it didn't work out too good for them sometimes either. But in the end, I know where they're at. It's working out good now. I I seriously doubt that Abraham's got a problem right now. And I seriously doubt Isaac's got a problem. And I seriously doubt Jacob's got a problem. And I seriously doubt just about anybody. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Job, none of them has a problem right now. Peter, James, John, none of them. Uh, You know, that's my hope. That's what I'm looking forward to is my faith. Man, I tell you what, I, I, I spend too much time on some of this stuff. Isaac entreated his Lord, and the Lord heard him. You ever got a prayer answered? Man, really, have you? I mean, you know he's there. You got a living God sitting there. Lord Jesus Christ, always sitting there via the Holy Ghost in our lives. You got access to the throne. He says, come boldly into the throne of grace anytime you want. Uh, We're no different than Isaac. We read these stories and we place Isaac over here like he's way up here on a pedestal. Uh, By the way, he's not on a pedestal. He's right side by side. If you were there, you would be right side by side with him. Uh, You're equal to him. I'm a son of God. I have something Isaac didn't have. I got eternal life. Man, i tell you what, we, I think sometimes we, we think less of what we have than what we really have. And we let the cares of this world get in the way. Isaac prays for his barren wife. It's a type of Mary. Mary couldn't have a baby either. Sometimes the Lord holds that thing back. Uh, and after 20 years of prayer, you're going to pray for something for 20 years? Isaac did. Look what happened. Isaac had Jacob and, and Esau and Jacob had 12 patriarchs and and they all get thrown into Egypt. <laughs> they have to stay on there for a while. And they come back and been fighting ever since. And out of that came Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And he died on a cross. And you think that's bad? But he opened up a door and somehow in nineteen eighty he opened my eyeballs up to that thing and I got into heaven and I've been there going on my way on a pilgrimage to get to heaven ever since. And I'm sitting there going, What a deal, man, what a deal. Uh, the Lord answers. And sometimes he wants you to stick out. He says, you just stick out for a little. I always thought it was unfair. I said, Lord, you only spent three years in a ministry. And I've been here trying to do this for 43 years. Isn't it time you just like bring me home? No. But you only did it for three years. He goes, but I'm God you're not. I could do more in three years than you could do in 100 billion lifetimes. He said, don't worry about it. Verse 22, and the children struggle. Now this is a key verse here. This is a key verse in your Bible. A lot of doctrines uh, and Calvinism jumps off on right here. This is where they, everybody messes it up. If you want a great verse, you got to get this thing right here. And the children struggled within her. And she said, if it so be, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. So now Rebecca has a relationship that she's building. And she's going and, and she's probably... Uh, I think Schofield, who was it, Schofield? One of them guys said that uh, they thought he, she went to Shem. Uh, just like Hannah had went to the temple and Eli was there, she, they were saying there was probably a man of God somewhere back through there that they could go to, that they could talk to, it's hard telling. Uh, they could have just talked to the Lord uh, face up, which that may be what she did, that's probably where I'm, I'm leaning to more than anything else. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not putting it aside that she didn't go to somebody else, but they are out in the middle of nowhere, Uh, And unless Melchizedek pops up and she can talk to him, I mean, it's going to be kind of hard to find a man of God walking around out there. Her man of God was Isaac. And and she could get down. she watched her husband pray and she watched her husband talk to the Lord, then she should be able to do the exact same thing. Both children are in the womb at this time. God does not deal with, they say, Predestination. He did not even say election or predestination to after they were in the womb. Never before. What they're trying to do is say that one was predestined. No, 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 and I got to stop. We'll get into this next week. Predestination applies only to Jesus Christ. He he was predestined before the foundation of the world. Now, when I found him, I went back 2,000 years and I found him and I see where he rose from the dead, and I trusted him, and I got in Christ, and then I'm predestined with him. Right. He was predestined before the, back before anything ever happened, him, the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, the three, all one, three, one, three, three, one, whatever, however that thing happened, discussed the thing and said, this is what we're gonna do, and he said, I'll go. And that was the plan. And the plan came, and the day he died on that cross, he opened the door back to heaven for me, and you, and everybody else, And I get predestined. Everybody else tries to say God comes in and totally controls your life. He does not. He gives you the opportunity. I've seen people say, well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. Okay, you're going to be waiting a while. Because if it's the same Lord I know, he's already showed me a a dozen times what to do, and I won't do it. I I ain't going to make it, then you'll never do nothing. You know what you got to do sometimes? I like, I like, I don't know if you ever, I'll shut up right here. He hadn't dung the bell yet. Man, how can you? You acknowledged it already. All right. Uh, When I was a kid, I used to have three TV sets. That's how I knew I was ever going to be an ET. One of them had sound. One of them had a picture. I don't know what the third one was there for. Maybe it's just a, a, but, but they used to break all the time. So I never could fix them, but I'd have three of them sitting there. And uh, so you get the picture on one. Oh, I knew what it was. We had VHF on one and UHF on the other because you had the knob where you had to turn this one to UHF and then this other knob. And we could get VHF on one TV, only sound. So we had to get the other picture up here and we could get that up there. And then I'd get sound on the other one on UHF. So you needed all three TVs to watch across that, you know, the whole thing. But anyways, uh, every year I'd wait. I'd wait for uh, the uh, uh, Frosty the Snowman and and singing Rudolph the Red Reindeer and all that stuff. Come on and sit there just to watch this stuff. Uh, I don't know why. It, and it's, you know, like uh, Charlie Brown and all that stuff. That was, that was just, as a kid, that's what I watched. But that one about that guy, they'd say, put one foot in front of the other. Put one foot in front of the other. She knows what I'm talking about. And soon you, if you won't ever move your feet, you ain't going nowhere. That stuff was burning in my head. You gotta make it, even if you mess up, it's better to mess up and try and try again. You know the light bulb here that we're all looking at, well, these are all LEDs, but Edison Edison said, I didn't try 2,000 times. He said, I didn't fail 2,000 times. I I found 2,000 ways not to make a light bulb. He said, I found one way to do it. So now, guess what? You're sitting here today with lights all over this country and electricity and everything else. Tesla, all them guys. I mean, what they did is they, they that's, what, that's what you do when you sit there and experiment and you invent. You mess up, you mess up. You think a gasoline engine was a, we drive every car out there, you go junk yards full of them. You know what they are? They're, they're experiment after experiment. You ever looked at a gasoline engine and really broke that thing down? That's an amazing piece of machinery. And they want to get rid of it. But, I mean, the way a crankshaft and a cam and a timing chain and lifters and valves and all that stuff works together and everything has to be in time so that, if, if, and then you have a distributor where now it's all electronic, but you had to move that thing in the right to forward the timing on it or retard the timing to get the spark at the exact same place when the pistol was at the top and the two valves were shut. Fuel was in there it and it go boom and blow it down. And you got seven others to, I'm telling you, that's an unfascinating engine. It's amazing how anybody designed that thing. And then the machinery that it took to hone that engine down and to drill those holes and to, I mean, to do all the stuff that you had to do and the crankshafts had to be balanced and all, I mean, the the massive industry that had to happen to make an engine. It just marvels me at that stuff. And then when I look at God in this book, I'm like, and you're so far ahead of all that stuff, man. And we sit there and we try to do this ourselves and you can't brother you can't you know what you get through your Bible it's him you got to get to him father thank you for your blessings this morning I thought I was going to get a little bit further than I did but Lord it's a